Hello, and welcome to another episode of Novel Not New, a True End podcast. It's a show where we pick a visual novel, kind of like a book club. Uh, we play through it, and then we discuss it over our show. Um, I'm Jennifer Uncle, your host, and I'm joined, as always, by Six Detmar. Hello there. And M. Hello. So, before we get started on our current topic, uh, we have an announcement of sorts to make. Um, we're moving from a monthly schedule to a more irregular, basically whenever we finish and are ready, we'll be recording and putting these out, because um, it we've been running into some issues trying to do some of the longer ones, where it, when you first hear the concept of playing getting one game done in a month, that sounds really easy, but then when you have a bunch of other things to balance in your life, and some of these games can be between 30 to 60 hours, that becomes a little harder to do. So we figured so that we can cover whatever games that we want to cover, whatever visual novels we want to cover, um, we'll basically do it from a standpoint where we'll play through it and whenever everyone's ready, then we'll go ahead and record and release episodes. Uh, I want to state this is absolutely my fault as someone who has to play two video games a month, uh, which is too many. Probably too, too many, honestly. Um, I came to everyone and was like, I need to not do this. Uh, and we discussed if I was going to step away and get another third host or whatever. And everyone agreed that we'd continue. We'd rather continue on with the cast we have. So uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, and I'm sorry for everyone who's sad that these aren't going to come out as often anymore. But the actual answer is you should probably be a little, oh, you don't have to be, but I think you should be a little happy. Because there are a lot of games that we looked at and we were like, we can't cover this because we don't have enough time. Um, yes. And we don't have to do that anymore. Yes, I was. I felt very bad about how many games I shot down by looking at the hour count and bulking immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because so I, be able to... Oh, I, I, uh, I was just going to say, I, I usually have another like 20 to 30 hour game I have to play every given month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even like, I mean, I don't, you know, but like... God, I, I'm really proud proud of the end result, but I came in real hot on Danganronpa V3. I came in very hot and very tired because I'd spent a week binging that game, um, <laughs> and it would be nice to just you know play it normally and not have these, I don't know, yep. as intense gaming sessions. Yeah, I feel like similarly we all came in pretty hot on Hakuoki Kyoto Wins because mm. that game turned out to be massive, even as part one of a part of a two part thing. Uh, I came in as hot as possible by not appearing on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it'd, it'd be nice to to have a little more time. So we're gonna do it, and we're gonna get you all the games you want to hear. I'm not promising that. That's I not take true. That That's absolutely not true. <laughs> <laughs> we already shot down a very popular series because of something in it. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the uh, title we're discussing today is "Lady Killer in a Bind," uh, developed by Love Conquers All Games. It came out uh, in October of 2016. Uh, the full name is "My Twin Brother Made Me Crossdress as Him, and Now I Have to Deal with a de- with a Geeky Stalker." And a Dom Beauty who want to put me in a bind. Which is quite the mouthful, so I understand why they just call it Lady Killer in a Bind. <laughs> yeah, Christine Love 
I I think she's officially made some some like some tweets and stuff, some comments about like if you're if you're you know your title is less than ten words, you're a coward. So you know, <laughs> it's a style. Um, not my style, but it's fine. You know. Yeah. So the gist of this is, um, you have a jerk of a identical brother who is making you go on this seven day cruise with all his other graduating classmates from um, high school and um, you're essentially posing as him to because he posed as you um, a few summers back or the previous summer and um, your goal within this game is to not get caught as um, his sister and basically have fun and participate in a popularity contest of sorts uh, with people's votes the result of which seems to be a $5 million pot at the end. But uh, as the game goes on, that becomes a much more complicated situation. Yeah, um, I will clarify, he's supposed to be in, like, he's he's going to summer school for you. He's supposed to be there at the time that you're on the cruise. It's supposed to be, like, a simultaneous thing. Oh, okay. There's a point near the end where uh, the brother says, like, you're, you're arguing, and the brother says, like, well, I mean, I've held up my end of the bargain, and and uh, your character says, well, you're not in summer school right now, so that's a load of shit. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I don't know. So there are a lot of angles to tackle this game from, especially because this is our first time... Track, like we, we we've ta- we've tackled some games that were, you know, what some Otome games, some dating games, but this is our first, like, genuinely horny game. Yeah, um... It's effort, maybe not gonna rub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is the first one that actually has a age gate around it. Like, um, it doesn't even show up on Steam properly unless you search for it specifically and flip a little switch that says, yes, I'm, I'm 18 to 21, and I want to see adults-only games. So, I guess I, I, I do this sometimes, but I want to open with, with M's thoughts because, um... Jen and I have played this game before. Um, we talked about it briefly on a podcast. Uh, we had our our uh, Gimmick Awards 2016, the uh, most thirsty game category. We ended up talking <laughs> a fair bit about this one. Um, so it's been interesting to revisit it, and I definitely have some thoughts. But f- this is a this is a new experience for you, right, Em? Uh, yeah, I bought this game when it came out because I like Christine Loves Games. Uh, Hate Plus is one of my favorite games just ever. That's oh, so good. Um, yeah. I think I would want to draw a distinction between like thirsty or horny games and what this game is. Um, in that there are a lot of games where there is the video game you're playing and then like sexually stimulating or appealing content around it. Like this is what gotcha games are, right? Like you like to collect the people cause the people are cute and you get your favorites or whatever. But there's also like just the video game that could be about anything. Uh, like hilariously, there's like that Disney gotcha that does the exact same thing. You get an SSR Mickey that just wears a different costume uh, because they had to translate this into something that's not like pervy. Um, <laughs> This is a porn game, right? You're playing it because explicitly Christine Love wanted to make a game about, like, social situations in which people are, like, manipulating each other into consensual sex with power dynamics, pretty much universally. Like, the game Mm -hmm. is about BDSM, uh, like, to varying degrees. Um, 
And I think that's important to differentiate because there's no universe in which this game, like you would blunder in this game thinking it wasn't a game about having sex with other characters. Sure. That's what it's It's advertised as. That's its entire purpose for existing. Like everything around it is the mechanics to make that interesting and uh, like something you can engage with in a story. But like a lot of like Danganronpa is a horny game. This is a porn game. And not sure. like a yeah. like a pejorative way. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, that those terms get complicated because oftentimes when you see games like this discussed in general um, games media, they do use porn game as a pejorative. Like they mm-hmm. mean a very specific type of game where it's expected that all of the characters will be objectified in this lurid way, and they'll have terrible humor. And nine times out of ten, they usually assume those games will be pretty miserable to play too like they're thinking about the leisure suit larry ps2 sierra type games but or even just like your general like h game like this is not my first game in which the ladies get naked when you play the video game this is it's not and some of them are you really perfect. really gross <laughs> yeah no totally um it's not like hey i'm the ace here it's not mine either and yeah those games are, uh, hmm, there's some writing there, I guess. That's what you would call that. This is not, like, this is of, this is of a very different species in those games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this game is a lot more sincere with what it's trying to do. And it goes out of its way time after time to try and uh, hammer home this point of both these characters involved are wanting to do this, and they're getting some satisfaction out of it. Even if the nature of it is this metagame of transactions and trying to win or steal votes from other players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think establishing that boundary is worthwhile. I was curious how you felt about this game six explicitly as like the ace person here, uh, given that it's a game explicitly about sex. Uh, so it's, Hmm. I mean, I, we have, we have a, an email that's going to get into this some as well. Um, but, and it's it's interesting because like I don't know I I think like I don't know so uh, j- both of you this is this is normal for you but I get this question from other people often enough that I'll establish it right like people talk to me sometimes and I'll be like and they'll be like 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 oh that person looks cute and I'll be like oh I agree and they're like well how can you tell um Wait, that's and the not line how anything is, works <laughs> right the line I always uses I can appreciate a painting without wanting to stick my dick in it yeah I think um, I think like dogs are cute like this is not difficult right? people like <laughs> right? things and people but, can be attractive without sexuality like as someone who in times of my life has identified as ace I would call myself kind of like a gray ace I absolutely understand this confusion yeah it's it's honestly it makes me like uh, it's okay I've gotten it often enough that I'm a little dead to it but it does make me a little uncomfortable that people that's like oh if you don't want to have sex with something, it's not attractive. That's kind of creepy. Um, but so, yeah, like I can appreciate like sex as a thing. I think it's really interesting. I have this level of detachment where, you know, there's there's very little personal investment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just becomes like, I mean, like I don't have any urge to hurt people, but I still like watching, you know, like violent fiction. I mean, like, yeah. I think it's it's fairly similar in that sense to me. This makes sense. I, I, I can understand this. I've gone through this experience before. <laughs> um, and that's part of why I think this, like, I as I say, I've tried other, other uh, like, m- more, uh, 
more traditionally porn games before. And I like this better than them because I feel like the sex is used to develop characters and to, you know, illustrate emotional points as opposed to just being titillation. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's that's a million times more interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, especially with um, the beauties arc which i hadn't uh, gone gone through entirely my first time playing through this game you while this stuff is happening uh you can see the beast sort of uh you can see her let her guard down in interesting ways and kind of admit to herself that she likes this feeling of powerlessness and it's sometimes a lot to keep up this tough attitude in front of other people because a lot of what she does to intimidate or just impress other people is often an act so having that stripped away from her leads to some really interesting dynamics between her and the beauty uh so i feel like we should take a step back and talk about the actual like mechanics of how this game works Mm. uh so you're on a boat everyone's on a cruise ship for a week uh and there is a uh very like in vogue for like these kind of social manipulation visual novels like game mechanic where everyone has to send each other votes and the person with the most votes gets uh, a cash prize, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Five million dollars. Yes. In a way that evokes stuff like Danganronpa or uh, Zero Escape, but replace murder with sex um, here. Uh, and not that the game explicitly is about people having sex, but it's a bunch of teenagers who are about to like go out and grad like graduate high school so they are all of age and they're all drinking and hooking up and being dramatic as teenagers want to do um and you get to spend time much like a persona danganronpa style game uh every day with various people who are the side stories during the day um it seems like from my experience most of them don't actually go anywhere and the game funnels you into who you spend your nights with either the Mm -hmm. princess um, who I did not spend any time with, so I don't really know much about. Uh, she's the one who ties you up, by my impression. Or mm-hmm. the hacker, who is the person who helped uh, the brother set up the game. Uh, and she is the most like shy, like submissive character, and it's your job to be the top in that situation. As you mm-hmm. uh, navigate like what she's comfortable with, uh, and trying to get her to uh, maybe have a little more self-confidence. Uh, there is a lot of coaching someone to not be so negative in that, uh, arc. That's the one I went down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another thing we should clarify, uh, before we get too deep into the characters, um, this is a game where you can customize each character's name. And I think that some of us have chosen different names for each person. So like, uh, there's a character named, the boy but you can also name him the flower or something like that yes i so the thing so it's like two fields and then a put in your own field and i feel like usually one of those was a little too negative and one of them was like aspirational and so i tried to pick the ones that were like neutral to positive for everybody even the people i didn't like yeah on my first playthrough i actually did a fair number of like customizable ones but that was back in the day yeah i i I steered uh, away from that on this just because i knew we were going to be talking about these characters exactly (laughs) yeah this time i just picked the default names for everyone the the top one just for the sake of conversation even though some of them i did not like okay because like the hacker i think her top name is the stalker and i was like i'm not comfortable Mm -hmm. with that i'm gonna pick the hacker here (laughs) yeah no i think that one's unfair um there are new there are several of those where i just i don't yeah i don't love or like i mean there are ones where it's 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 like i like the way 
I kind of like the way it's listed because I feel like it's that um, that classic like you know thing they talked about with with The Walking Dead and Telltale, where it's like these are names that a person would use for someone. These yes. are thoughts going through your head. So like the fact that the vice president, you have the option to call her the nerd. It's like okay, that says something about your relationship, but also I don't want to call her the nerd. <laughs> it was the, uh, the vice president, the nerd, or the lieutenant, right? Right. Yeah, I pick lieutenant. Yeah, uh, I picked nerd because it was on the top this time. Yeah, but, yeah, know. no. So I, I so mine are going to be probably usually the second one. I feel like was the one that was a little more positive. But yes, they definitely all feel of this is what the beast would label these characters as uh, she's introduced to them, uh, mm-hmm. like either option. And I just generally tried to be more uh, positive, tried to be as nice as you can be without blowing all of your suspicion. Because the thing with this game is you have to act like your brother, who is a giant shitbag. Uh, and if you don't do that, you will get suspicion. Uh, and if you get five, I, I assume it's game over and you have to reload a checkpoint. Um, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. you get the you get the Prince of Persia. That didn't happen. Uh, OK. Um. Uh, and uh, the um, for, complicating this. For my playthrough, the only way you can clear suspicion in the game is by spending your nights with the princess, which I did not do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get free you get free votes for spending your night with the hacker. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, it can push you over into winning if you're, you know. Um... So I had enough to win and then gave them all away at some point when I was asked if I wanted to give them all to the... Uh, what's that guy's name? The, g- the president? The president, yeah. I don't think I, I had the other name for him, I think, maybe? The rival. That's what it was. Ah. Boy, he's not worth that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. But I thought the game was going to be way more about the those two, like you and him bouncing off each other. And I never saw him again because I didn't take the route where that mattered. <laughs> yeah, you, uh. you bump him into him a lot more when you're dating. I mean, when you're, you're sleeping with his fiance, uh, the beauty. So... The game, to me, made it sound like you and the beauty were always, like, the one everyone was rooting for. Like, you were the homecoming mm-hmm. king and queen. So, why are they... In- Explain to me that storyline. Like, they're engaged? Because I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's just, like, that's a... that's. Ba- it seems like it's basically just, like, a family politics thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you can break it up. That's an option. You Like, if you go down a certain route, you can, you can undo that. And the beauty is grateful because she's not a big fan of that plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, the the beauty explains that uh, her family is uh, her family is involved in this Canadian industry, and um, it's not doing so well these days. The president has enough resources on his side of his business that um, basically marrying would save her family business as well. So, if you end up going the route where you spend most time with the you spend the most time with the beauty, then you can go, hey. My family's rich too. I could just take his place if you wanted. Okay. Yeah, spending your time with the uh, hacker to me feels very much like the less, like thematically consistent one because it's mostly you trying to get her to not be so down on herself as you watch anime together and navigate her <laughs> specific boundaries of consent. Um, mm-hmm. Because she has, like, she is clearly very into the brother slash the beast, I guess. Uh, but doesn't uh, want to have like penetrative sex. So a lot of that is like you telling her that's okay. We can still like have a relationship and do stuff, even though you're, you don't want to cross this boundary and her trying to get over feeling guilty about that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, it's honestly like a really sweet storyline. Every other storyline I played in the game, everyone was just the meanest all the time. And it was nice to just every night have the one where we're going to watch the anime and talk about computers and be nice to each other. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's universal. You know, it's a little different because obviously there's the, you know, you're getting tied up in the other one. But for both, for both the beauty and the, the hacker, at the end of the night, those, those relationships are more sincere in their affection compared to the ones you can have during the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, does the princess know the beast is, uh, like acting like the brother because oh yeah the beginning of the game made it seem like she was in on it and the hacker does not know yeah she's 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 extremely in on it okay because every night you go to the hacker you get like a four suspicion prompt to tell her that you are not the brother um Mm -hmm. and i did it one time i uh when i first played because i played like the first night of this game back when it came out and i did it one time and i remember her response being basically not to believe you and you just get the suspicion um Mm -hmm. and so she's always operating under the idea that you are the brother until the very end uh, and there's no right. way to technically, like, shake her out of that. Um, mm-hmm. And much of her ending is, like, navigating the space of, oh, we lied to each other about who our identities were. Uh, do we still want to do this and repair what we've got or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the way that the game handles uh, getting into relationships with other characters who aren't in the know, um, if it ends up going the route where you're having sex... Um, at some point, they figure out that the your configuration is a bit different than that they initially expected, but they still roll with it, essentially. Just being like, oh, okay, you're probably um, trans, essentially. Yep. Yeah, everyone that I hooked up with had that exact same response, so... Yeah. I, I think in some cases it gets one or two suspicion, but then it, uh, it, it doesn't come up again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is interesting to note, it is impossible to play this game without getting any suspicion. That makes sense I know because me. I tried, but... Um, I, I caught most of my suspicion going after the swimmer, which was a big mistake just as a storyline, honestly. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's not much you can do without with the swimmer without it being a bad call. Yeah, no, it was an extremely bad call. Uh, I just picked her because she looks like, what if Sailor Uranus and Neptune were the same character? And I was like, absolutely, this is the character I want to date. It goes really badly. <laughs> There's no way, I don't think there's any way to not have that go badly because she's the brother's ex and uh, she is kind of nice and polite and seemingly interested but plays you for a fool uh, in that storyline. After getting you to be just just a mean thing to the hacker, she's like, I want want a pair of the hacker's panties. I know you're staying with her in the night. And so you can go either steal them or take a photo of them and either way the hacker will confront you um, Mm -hmm. about it. And you then have to apologize to her for being a shitbag. Oh, interesting. Because um, since I was spending most of my time with the, the princess or the beauty, um, I instead had the mission to get her panties. And no consequence ever came from that. But oh, she yeah, didn't even bring it up. At some point, the hacker comes to you and is like, uh, the swimmer just showed me the picture that you sent her. Uh, that's fucked up. You can't just do that without, like, talking to me. If you talked to me, I probably would just let you do it, but you didn't. And so that's not okay. And you're like, yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Uh, this game sucks, and I'm culpable of doing this, and I'm sorry that I betrayed your trust. And she's like, okay, that's all right. And you have, like, a you normal conversation. You can, also, you can also ask her, and she'll be like, um, I guess. That's weird, and it makes me kind of uncomfortable, but I guess that's fine. Oh, because when, when it gave me the prompt to go, like, get the panties, she wasn't in the room. So I either had to take them mm. or take a photo. I wonder, uh, I don't, that was, okay, that was, that was two years ago. I might be misremembering. Okay. 
this time I did not fuck with the swimmer at all. <laughs> well, I took a photo and it came back to bite me and it was fine. We had a conversation. I did a bad thing. I got, you get suspicion for pursuing that path regardless of what you do, I think. So it sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the interesting thing about the way that conversations work in this game is you'll be watching characters talk and slowly choices will start appearing on the screen that will eventually fade out if you don't do anything with them for a little bit. Kind of like, um, I, I think I made this comparison um, off the podcast, kind of like Oxenfree. Um, yeah, that's the comparison I thought of too. Mm-hmm. And you're in an interesting situation where sometimes saying nothing can be suspicious because they expect the um, brother to come in with a very mean, quippy line. And then sometimes, but also doing that might open up new opportunities that you wouldn't see otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's like this game of chance where sometimes something that you choose will lead you down a road that has uh, some interesting consequences. Sometimes you'll get yourself into a little hole where you have nothing else you can do but rack up a bunch of suspicion. Um, Uh, Does the game automatically chart, like, tell you when things are going to get suspicion and choices, or is that something I clicked two years ago and forgot about? No, that's that's, uh, it automatically tells you that. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Also, when you're choosing who you want to spend time with for each part of the day, uh, they give you a difficulty rating and the amount of potential suspicion or votes you could get from uh, who you're choosing to be with. Mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting. So, so, as I say, I played it only getting one suspicion the entire time, um, which is the one that you have to get because there's a point where you meet up with the president. And just because of the situation, um, you're guaranteed to get a suspicion. Um, but other than that one, this time I played without getting any suspicion. And it's an interesting portrait of like the relationship that, that the prince has with everyone else. Because apparently you're just do- you're doing a very convincing job of playing as as the prince, um, and that like you th- I felt like the f- like I would know exactly what that would be, which is just being like a flip disconnected jerk at every opportunity. Uh, my impression of that, like when I didn't get suspicion, is uh, there's something really like pathetic about a lot of the like lines that they assume the brother's going to give you, like give people like. He is a jerk and he is manipulative and he is callous, but there's like an inability to like reach out to people that I find really sad about him that the beast does not have, or you can choose not to have like the beast. Mm. A lot of her choices are explicitly about, I want to form connections with these people and like nudge them along. Like maybe this person sucks, but I think I could help them here by telling them something human for once, Uh, Mm -hmm. which was my experience with the flower who is a big jerk, but I was trying to help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the, the flower is a lot. Um, one of my one of the most uh, interesting choices later um, early in the game when you're hanging out with him, uh, you can two prompts pull, pop up where one of them is gentle, you look delicate, and the other one is mean, you look delicate. And there's that interesting mechanic. There's that interesting method of weaving between the two. Weaving between the two different interpretations, a single line can have. Yeah, and typically those options don't mean anything for what you get as like feedback. But it is the like CRPG give someone an answer honest, give someone an answer lie that like helps color how you view your character in the world. And I really like Mm -hmm. that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it does. There are like instances where you can have locked choices based on previous choices. Like it'll pop up and it'll say locked. Yeah, I I only really start getting those towards the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
So I was wondering if I had like missed a bunch of stuff. Cause like I barely hung out with the Lieutenant. I didn't see the photographer at all uh, outside of like group scenes. Um, yeah. The photographer sucks. Yeah. Okay. I have no, no opinion <laughs> about that character. So yeah, I, I played her. Um, I, I went down her route the first time I played it years ago and her whole thing is that she's a, she has a lot of social clout, but that's mostly because of her abilities to take really good pictures and her social media following. And Mm -hmm. she is determined to keep that in any way possible. So she will easily fuck people over just so that uh, she maintains her place. Okay. Sounds unpleasant. Like I thought I was going to really hate the Lieutenant because she comes in as like the very like bossy pedantic character. And then talking to her, like the amount in which she is trying to keep the peace and do the best by everyone, even though that's impossible in the situation because everyone is extra all the time. uh, I found her very sympathetic. I'm sad. I didn't have the time to go down her entire route. So that's actually one of the things I really enjoyed as I did her entire route without getting any suspicion but also like that doesn't like it's not like there are you only have one choice at any given time that isn't suspicious yeah so i was like i was how the prince would come across like friendly in that situation mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because he you know you'd get into situations where you would be like basically antagonizing her the whole conversation and then you'd walk away and she'd be like what the fuck and you'd be like you weren't paying attention i just got you what you wanted and she'd be like oh thank you (laughs) yes yeah Uh, it was very good yeah she has some interesting dynamics going along um like there's a part where you're walking along the bridge and uh you look pretty out of it because you're sick she thinks that uh she thinks that you're trying to start trouble between her and the president so when he walks off and she starts scolding you she realizes oh wait you're actually sick um take this anti-nausea medicine you dumb idiot and then after that it's it's like kind of thing where she is simultaneously being nice to you while also being very standoffish in a okay i know what you're like but i'm gonna be doing you this favor but after that just go away Mm -hmm. the Uh, athlete is another one of those relationships that doesn't like so the lieutenant can't really turn sexual there is there's an opportunity to kiss her um in, uh, under unusual circumstances but um the athlete is the other one that that doesn't generally turn sexual actually i guess there's an option to turn it sexual but is the um, athlete the swimmer or is that another character that i just missed the athlete is uh you probably didn't miss him you probably just saw him once and then forgot about him okay he's he's like the bro bro oh yes i literally saw that character one time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's your cousin uh oh right i remember this that character seemed like a mess <laughs> he actually hanging out with it like he is a mess but like hang out with him is mostly just him being like yo how do you get chicks and you're like okay i guess like buy me a beer and i'll explain to you how to pick up curls um and also the other thing is he's your yeah he's your cousin and so you have that first mandatory scene with him and then the next time you choose to encounter him He's like, hey, you want to play some basketball? And you have this, like, big internal, like, oh, God. I mean, like, yes, I like basketball, but, like, would my brother play basketball? I don't think he would. And then, like, in the middle of your internal monologue, he's like, he's hilarious. They don't know who you It's hilarious. They don't know that you're you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right, you're my cousin. Of course you know that I'm not really my brother. Um, and so it's just this whole, like, 
you know, you have multiple characters who know what your deal is on the ship, but he's the one who thinks it's just, like, really rad. Um, and it's kind of fun to hang out with him. I assume yeah. he thinks it's just a lark and not the grand strategy of what they have planned, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's mostly happy to see you again because he thought that when... Basically, your family and his family aren't as close anymore, so he thought that when you went away for a while, you got all proper and ladylike, and then when he sees you playing basketball and hanging out, he's like, oh yeah, you're still awesome. <laughs> and uh, he, he likes making a bunch of silly jokes about Marxism redistributing ass and things like that. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's that guy. <sighs> So, I don't know. I haven't pursued any of the president's content um since I since I played it the first time. I ne- like the first time I played through, I didn't go through any of his roots, but I ended up on a path where I had the one scene with him that was heavily patched. Um I guess I'm curious what your takeaway f- with him is because given the the removed content, which by the like for anyone who doesn't know, the original version of this game had some you know, non-consensual sex with that guy, um, and it, it just soured me so completely on the character that I haven't seen any more of him. So I am curious. So my experience with him is you meet him at the beginning, and then I didn't come across him again until uh, Flower stole my phone. Uh, and I had to go and I lieutenant was like, oh, I'll help you get it back. Just here, go talk to the president. And the president made an appeal for my votes because I was winning at this point. The president's like, look, you're winning. And I don't even know how because nobody likes you. But can I have your votes? Because the president wants to use all the votes to, like, better the school or whatever. Like, there's a there's a supposedly positive reason that he wants all the votes to win the uh, race. Uh, since I was spending the time with the hacker, the hacker had already alluded to me that the game is, like, not a real thing that matters. Uh that there might not like it was like oh yeah none of these votes matter anyway so i can just give you three every night is like her whole deal um and so i was like okay i'm gonna try to get all the votes uh just because i think that's interesting but if the opportunity comes to all in on someone else i'll i guess i'll do that which is what i did i gave him all the votes uh which shut him up i basically conned him into getting the price of my motorcycle because the brother's like if you do this i'll get your motorcycle out of hawk or out of impound or whatever it happened or you had wrecked it or something uh, and you mostly are doing this for a motorcycle and not going to summer school. And so I got a new assurance that I could get a motorcycle, even if the brother didn't come through on his, uh, deal, uh, which the brother was very impressed by. Um, and that's it. That's like the only interactions I had with him. He seems like a dweeb. Uh, apparently he's just evil, but I didn't see any of that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, on the, uh, beauty or princess side of things, um, you're brought along a few times or at least one, time in particular to um on a dinner with her and the president just to be like look i'm not interested in spending time with the president and you can either play that in a very yeah she's with me sort of situation or you can play it up and be an antagonistic asshole and he does the gender wakari thing with his glasses a few times if you end up doing the antagonistic thing uh there is a like evangelion title card along i'm pretty sure it's the lieutenant's route Ah, uh, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's actually it's actually the uh, the boys, the flowers. Oh, the flowers. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but that one was uh, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of good and anime very, jokes in here. It's also a pretty good summary of what the problem with that character is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <sighs> Should we 
say anything about the maid or uh she's extremely cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> like she's the one that's basically at this cruise at least initially to keep everyone under control and uh is more or less the is more or less the guidance counselor of the group like she uh, she keeps things every she keeps everything under check while also making small final fantasy jokes and things like that yeah and in the framing device it's very clear that she is the person in charge of whatever this grand plan is uh very quickly in a way that uh, I like. Also, she's the adult, like, rolling her eyes at how all these kids all the time, which, mm-hmm. you know, can relate to a character that's going to show up and roll their eyes at all the kids all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I, that she, she makes all these comments about how old she is. And then, um, so you get more post-game content. You get, like, basically a little ending basically cutscene based on how many times you played through the game. There's one for the first time, there's one for the second, there's one for the third. Oh, I didn't know that. So, so I got the third one this time and it was like, you know, like this like timeline of events, including like, you know, like, oh, this is when, you know, the beast like, you know, failed out of like high school and blah, 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 blah. Um, and one of them is like 1989. The maid is born. I'm like, oh, my God. She talks about how old she is. But we're the same oh, age. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, yep. No, I, I mean, to be fair, if I'm around anyone who's under 25, I feel ancient all the time. So I understand yeah. this impulse. Yeah, there's this uh, cute moment towards the end where she makes a Team Rocket joke. It completely flies over the brother's head, and she's like, oh my god, you're not too young for that, are you? The best part of that is that she continues to think it's because the brother's young and not because the brother just is, like, ignorant of the outside world that is not his <laughs> maniacal plans. Yeah, no, he actually super should know Team Rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that... The, they get into some interesting stuff with the brother in ignorance during one of the uh, during one of the internal conversations. Like the framing device during this whole game is that you're tied up while he's interrogating you about everything that's happened. So various times he'll cut in to ask you questions or make a comment about what you did, and you'll respond. There's this ni- nice moment where you're you're kind of blowing off. Um, things like D and D and role playing in a very blase. Um, uninformed way and he responds with that's not cool you know uh you shouldn't really be proud of not knowing about things it's it's not a good look oh and then you're like have you met yourself yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, there's a lot of fun with what the prince know what the uh brother knows and what he doesn't know like um how he's completely ignorant to anything related to gay sex at all (laughs) like the first time when you're with the beauty, you mentioned that two of her nails were cut short, and the brother's like, what does that mean? And your character's just like, oh, you sweet summer child. Let's move on. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, uh, ace culture. We can chalk it up to ace culture and move on. It's fine. You can leave me in ignorance. Yeah, I, it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't need to explain that part. Um <laughs> Yeah, um, should we talk about how the sex stuff is written? Sure. Sure. Definitely seems like something we should address. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just as they undress. So before I played this game, I had mostly steered clear games like this just because of their reputation and because a lot of them seem pretty focused towards 
male gazy type of stuff. So I was like, okay, this one seems like it'd be up my alley. And it absolutely is. It, the way that the, de- the amount of details that they go into the act of uh, BDSM in particular, like how much it's about forming a trusting relationship between two people and the, the steps that they take to make sure everything is 100% safe, like checking your circulation and asking every once in a while if you're okay and, you're, and if you're fine to go on. That stuff really was fascinating to me as someone who had never encountered something like that before. And to put things simply, um, the way that all of this is written is really, really effective. Like, it it gets the job done <laughs> in terms of being both a romantic way of looking into characters and also just being very erotic with, without being clumsy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I went the hacker route, so much of that is just about like navigating like self acceptance of, of someone's desires when they are like not used to vocalizing the things that they want in the world. Like it's like it's okay for you to be into sex and to talk about that stuff and establish your boundaries. And it's very much about like coaching someone through learning how to be enthusiastic about their own consent and enforcing it in a way mm-hmm. that uh, was also very thoughtful and considerate. Um, uh, as for like the like sexiness of the sex in the content, um, I feel like maybe I am, I don't know. I, my main, I think by doing a single route and not like going back and forth by the end of the hackers route, I'm like, yeah, we did this like three times already. Uh, I don't, I, I guess we're here, but I'd really like to just hit the button and skip this bit again. Um, when they're not like just being nice at each other and when it's the part where they're just fucking, um, mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. I know that there's, like, a, like, censored version of this game where, like, everyone gets, like, Christmas sweaters or whatever. Um, but there's no, like, is there, like, an actual, like, skip the sex scene part option in this game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. There's a point in the story where, um, oh, you're right. talking to but the it's not. But like, it's not, like, individually, uh, like, chosen, right? It's, like, you choose to not see the sex or see the sex. Uh, it, what it is, it's giving you, you can say, like, do you want to have the prompt at the start of every sex oh, scene? Do okay. You I probably should have hit yes at that point then, because at some point I just got bored of the sex, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. here for the story at this point. I'm really investing these characters. Yeah, um, you can go into settings at any time and uh, okay. take that option. Part of the problem um, is that the given the dialogue system which honestly is like one of my favorite dialogue systems i've ever seen where like the choices roll in and out as it makes sense given yes. the flow of the conversation and everything and you can pass i think that's all awesome i really really love that system but it does make replaying or skipping kind of complicated because it's like if you so you know, we've we've all played a lot of visual novels. We all played multiple routes, and you're used to like, okay, I'm gonna hold down control to skip until there's a choice, right? Yeah. This doesn't stop skipping when there's a choice because choices oh, right. are popping off all the time. Uh, does it does it skip for the like meaningful choices or or like even the ones that give you like suspicion or votes and stuff? As as far as I can tell, it just goes because a lot of the, a lot of the options in this game are not actually significant. 
because most of them are just like say a thing with a different tone and you get like three more lines of dialogue before it goes back on the track because I'm a compulsive <laughs> save scummer for this stuff. I was like, do I really want to say this? Let's do it. I don't really feel committed to that. Let's go the other route. And it was three lines before it was right back to where the other one was. Um, Actually, it's interesting to note. So this, like a lot of visual novels, this has like the use the mouse wheel to scroll back and check the log. Yes. Um, but you can do that to make different choices. If you scroll back to the point where there's oh, a choice, you can just make I did not know that. Choice. That would have made my job a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. If you decide to replay it, make liberal use of that. Because it's it's really great for just situations where you're like, oh, I didn't intend this angle of it, right? This game's mm-hmm. usually pretty good compared to other games as far as representing the line of discussion you're opening up. But mm-hmm. even so, sometimes you get surprised and you're like, that's not really what I was aiming for. And you just yep. roll it back. Mine was mostly just deciding how mean I wanted to be at any given time is like oh like you never know how things are going to land with people especially when you're like the first time you run across someone how mean can you be mm-hmm. with before they get actually mad at you and you feel bad for being the, the, the in the situation you're in mm-hmm. in the case of my friend alan infinitely mean love you buddy <laughs> <laughs> uh, i tried to be as nice as i could without like obviously being an idiot in the situation mm. yeah it was nice because since I knew I was going to wipe my suspicion every time this route, I had a little bit more fun playing with the options and uh, exploring what would be suspicious and unsuspicious. Uh, there's this amazing scene when you're hanging out with the photographer where um, she's in a hot tub, essentially, and of course you can't get in because you're wearing a suit, but uh, you can you can rack up a little bit of suspicion and uh, essentially get uh get the nerve i mean what's the other name for the stalker again the hacker the hacker oh yeah you can get the hacker to basically go over to her and essentially the um swimmer kisses the hacker and is like okay can you pass the message over to the prince and (laughs) um so the hacker kisses you and the nerd or lieutenant chimes in to be like, that's not how whispering works. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had four suspicion by the beginning of like day five. So uh, it was it was a tight race towards the end. There were a lot of things I wanted to pursue and just didn't have the capital to spend. Hmm. It's interesting to like, I feel like knowing the prince, like... The choice to be flirty is very rarely suspicious. There are choices that are branch off of that where you kind of get more pushy about it. But it's yeah. like, that's kind of, it's interesting. And I feel like it's almost a concession to the, the game's, like, concept. Because given what I've seen of the prince, he would not be flirty, basically, yeah. ever. Uh, I mean, everyone is kind of there to have, like, the sexy good time, right? Like, so everyone true. is kind of acting a little out of character, I feel like. That's uh, true. But also... I feel like most of the flirty lines are very like, I don't want to deal with you honestly as a person, so I'm going to say something that you can easily brush off as like a advance in a way that sometimes masculinity can be. Um, mm. And in that way, I think it's very much like the prince to be like to say the smooth line so he doesn't have to be honest with anybody. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The prince does a lot of things to get attention and uh, have fun with people, which made me feel like the flirtatious stuff was in line. Because one of the things that uh, the flower mentions uh, to your character is uh, he got the idea from the dresses from you, the prince. And the prince is like, yeah, doesn't everyone have a um, black dress in their uh, wardrobe? Uh, Seems like 
almost a necessity for formal stuff. You should try it sometime. And there's this idea that he engages with ideas to have fun and surprise people, but only at that level, which is mm -hmm. pretty interesting. One little note. This is this is completely a side note, but I really like the way the music uh, like sort of shifts on the fly, whether you're accessing like the menu or cutting from like flashback to current time. Like the music doesn't cut; it just sort of fades into like a different version of the track. Yeah, um, I think that's that's pretty neat. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, and the they also get into some interesting stuff with uh, the music and individual routes. Like for the hacker, they have this very hopeful, um, romantic sort of. Uh, almost wistful tone to the track that they reserve for her while the um the beauty has something like more like a sinister-esque tango to it like very much a situation where someone's guard is being let down in this situation and um it very much is a situation where, with the hacker, you're teaching someone else to let their guard down, and with the beauty, they're letting, they're having your guard get destroyed. So, it, it's interesting how the music kind of switches, depending on that specific theme. Uh, the hacker also has a thing where when you're in her room, you get unique phone messages when you go to the menu. Uh, because she can just, like, because you're in the area where, like, all her computers and stuff are, she can just send stuff specifically to your phone. Uh, just a nice touch. I did not notice that. I guess you were saving and loading a lot more than me. So. Yes. Yes, I was. <laughs> also, she, she mentions it at one point. She's like, oh, you're in here, so your phone's going to work a little differently or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never really noticed that. That's That's pretty neat. Also, another thing I'd like to mention is the characters are mostly that visual novel style of each one of them has three to five sprites, but in the middle of conversations or their reactions to something, they give them little bobs or motions that really played well with whatever's happening. Like, sometimes the maid will do something like a little bob that reads as kind of like a curtsy or... Um, the, ha the hacker will weave back and forth as they're getting embarrassed. Uh, the thing it reminded me of most was uh, Hotel Dusk, which does a lot of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it does Hotel Dusk has more like full animation. Yeah, but it does ha it does like have, and part of that is because it has like a comic booky, like artistic style of like real people uh, compared to a lot of visual novels, which are like explicitly anime inspired. This is way more like western comic book anime uh but like going for like realism in a way that mm. makes that stuff work in kind of the same way hotel desk does which is just like pencil sketches of people that are like cartoons but meant to be realistic mm -hmm. yeah i can see that for sure so in terms of the ending did everyone end up going into the situation where you're essentially replacing the brother full-time or did you choose anything different uh six or m uh, so the way this works is you get captured and the maid and the brother are blackmailing the father with a uh, Macontent Sans uh, Frontieres like thing, like a Metal Gear riff of uh, Dissidents Without Borders. And they have ridiculous, uh, like I couldn't read it as, because I just finished watching Code Geass, I couldn't not read it as like a, like a zero Lelouch thing when they contact the father. Uh, the way the brother acts specifically is very much just that. Um, 
and they are trying to get uh money out of the father to help fund their uh like efforts to be anti-capitalist terrorists across the world don't say terrorists uh only only a white boy like the brother would joke about terrorism uh, is what the maid says when the brother's like we're just gonna be terrorists now she's like don't say that you can say that because you're stupid and you're white, but I don't use the T word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you can you can say that because we have very different experiences going through the airport. Don't yep. say that. <laughs> um, and uh, at some point, you get to talk to your father, and there's you get to like you can, and because you're supposed to be acting as the brother who's getting uh, you know held for ransom, and you can just like admit that you're the sister, and which is what I did. Um, mm-hmm in mine and so you say who you are and he's like oh i'm not paying for you i don't even like you he, like disowned and then the brother reveals himself and talks to the father explicitly in a no you're not going to treat her like that because if you we have all this on tape and if we reveal this you will be in even more trouble uh than before uh so we've got you even more in a pinch uh and in a bind nope nope that's a different thing uh and so I did that. I revealed who I was. And then, yes, I agreed to be the uh, like, take the place of the brother because the brother's like, I'm off going to go destroy capitalism. Uh, father won't even care if you show up and act like me. He might not even like act like he noticed. Uh, and it seems like that's the only way to get a happy ending with the hacker. Because she comes mm. in and she's like, well, I'm like a pirate queen who's working with them because like it's revealed that she's like part of a secret group of hackers called the Pirates. Uh, that all have cool uniforms or whatever, and she's going to be working with them on this anti-capitalism thing. And so she's like, I think this is where we should call it a day. And the only option I had was, well, actually, I'm going to kind of be part of this group because I'm impersonating the brother and working from within the company. Uh, and so she's like, oh, great, we can actually keep going then because we can be the people in love fighting against the world uh, in giving me the impression that if you don't take that path, that might not be an option, but I don't know. That's so I... um part of my being having like no suspicion run mm-hmm. was not doing things that the that the prince wouldn't do and so at the end of that i did not the, the, the choice to be like it's okay i'll just live live as the brother was locked for me oh, okay so i was just like well well i mean you'll come visit me sometime and we'll make out but like i guess bye <laughs> oh, that's that's a shame <laughs> yeah, yeah for the beauty the only real way to have a a lasting relationship with her is to take the form of the brother because she needs someone to get her finances and if it's not going to be you it's going to be the president so yeah it it more or less puts you in that way too and something i'll also mention the first time i played this i alternated between the two characters and what that gets you is the same situation except both of them are with you it's a christine love game there's a harem i think yeah yeah (laughs) Essentially, yeah, it, it's basically that. It might even have an achievement that mentions that calls it a harem yes, ending. It does. It does. It's, <laughs> it's weird to me that, like, in that way, because I mean, I guess this is for like multiple playthroughs, but um, if you pursue both routes, like, you don't get the full version of both routes, so the harem ending would automatically mean less. Uh, the thing I like about Hate Plus specifically is to get the harem ending, you have to basically see through the entire game and then cheat to get it. Because it's not supposed, like, cheat in a way that's supported by the video game because you're not supposed to be able to know how to get that ending until you've played through it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels weird to, like, just be able to, by taking the, like, like, 
in the way I feel like it's good in these games to commit to the path you're going to take and see it through to have like the wishy-washy ending supported by like their wishy-washy playthrough supported by a harem ending seems kind of weird to me, honestly. So I don't necessarily agree with that characterization. Um, Having seen it several ways now, I feel like with if you do both, like if you do both sides, you see quite a lot of both of them. You spend a lot of time with both of them. And okay. it's just like, I don't feel like, I mean, even you said like near the end of, of the hacker's route, you were getting bored of the scenes, right? Of the sex scenes, the scenes where you hang out with each other were great. Sure, sure. But it's still, I mean, I feel like you still get a, like a, a, a developed relationship with both of them if you play both sides. I think it's I don't I don't I, and like there's also no implication that there's like like that they don't want you seeing each other. I mean, obviously they prefer prefer to monopolize you because they like you, but there's no like hey we're going you know we're going exclusive kind of idea going on. I feel like they they play it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One fun thing I will say if you end up uh, mainlining a beauty's route. At some point, she gets you in a um, collar for one of the things that she's doing, and after that night, you just don't take it off, but all the scenes still play out the same way, so you're essentially talking to people in very confident ways, except right above your suit, um, your very subby collar is still sticking out there, <laughs> which struck me as very funny. Hmm. So, okay, like... Hmm. I want to have a, just a brief conversation about the about the patch and the changes. Um, I know that's going to be kind of hard for you, M, because you didn't see any of this stuff pre-patch. Yes. I mean, I read an article about what was in it, and it seems like it was probably a good idea to take some of that shit out. Uh, which is interesting, because at the time, I remember being like, people can write the fiction they want. Sometimes stuff is, like, icky or objectionable to other people. I don't think that that's, like, necessarily a problem in the context of this is someone's fictional material to explore, right? Mm-hmm. Um but given what I saw of the game um, and what the game's like major thematic content is about, it just feels like it's out of place given the tone of the game. Yeah, that's my main thing. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's not my style of content anyway. Sure. But but I could but see also, a world in which this game was would have made sense for that to be there. And I don't think that's the game that we've got. Right. I mean, like every loading screen talks about how important it is to have consent. And yes. then it's, and then there's this scene where they're like, hey, isn't rape sexy? It's like, no, actually. No, it's oh. not. Yeah. I mean, in a fictional context, I understand where people might be like into that sort of stuff. Like people like, you know, mind control or like more extreme versions of BDSM than this game supposes. Right. Sure. And in a fictional position... Like, where this is, none of these people are real, this is just someone writing something that, like, makes them horny or whatever. Uh, Explore what you want, I guess. Like, have your problematic horny as long as no one's getting hurt. Um, But in the game's context, I think the audience expectation is such that that scene doesn't make sense to be put in here, and it's probably right to remove it. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. The, w- the ways in which, like, this is wrapped back around to people still kind of holding that stuff against this game now, two years later, is kind of weird to me. But that's just people online and the ways in which memories and receipts work, uh, which is probably mm-hmm. outside the scope of this podcast. Yeah. Um, when we were promoting this episode, we got a few requests to tag our post with um, the initials of the game so that people could mute it. And um, we ended up following through with that just to keep people um, within their comfort zones. Mm-hmm. sure yeah i think i mean you know and like if you were like if you saw it the first time and you were hurt by it like i i think that's valid and i understand yes you know uh, i'm speaking of someone who's playing this game in 2019 where like all this is just stuff that happened uh mm-hmm. so it's it's very easy to like 
just talk about it as an abstract. Uh, but I do think like going forward is like people listen to this episode, the number of people who are going to play this game over its lifetime, probably play a version without this in it. Cause it was only right at the beginning and it was patched out pretty rapidly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So most people were never going to see that past like a footnote in the Wikipedia or the like polygon article detailing the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Another interesting thing to mention with this is that uh it was one of the first um it was the one of the first games of its type to actually make it onto steam um initially it was only available through humble because steam would not allow something with uh its adult only content on it but um there was a rather significant uh email campaign that went through and uh a, a bunch of people pointed out to valve you allowed genital jousting on steam this is this seems like a much more mature take on sex than that was, so why not? And eventually Steam relented. And Steam kind of has a weird history of, with um, erotica and visual novels, because whenever... It seems like every once in a while they decide, hey, we actually don't want this kind of stuff on here, and uh, we're going to remove it. And Lady Killer was actually the subject of one of them one of those removal attempts uh, early, late last year before mm-hmm. that eventually went away. Uh, Steam is bad. I think that's the official stance of <laughs> not what I knew and most people play video games in the last 10 years. Yeah, no, Steam Steam sucks. Yeah, and Steam especially sucks if you're trying to do official novel because a lot of times they're just like, oh, they're all games that are porny like this, so we're going to try and remove them all. And... That's never fun, especially as a person who, if you're a developer and you're trying to sell your game, it's almost impossible to get any sort of um, reliable profit anywhere outside of Steam right now. So having that cut off just just because a company is going through a silly phase is uh, not the best. Also, the weird hypocritical practices of steam uh bite me specifically in the ass all the time looking for games for this podcast where i go down lists it's like oh these games are on steam or whatever and i'm like okay good uh look at this game and then you go in and like the first thing in the description is uh you could go to this website and get the 18 plus patch i'm like nope nope i'm good (laughs) don't need this in my life uh if, if they were just upfront about these are the games that are the horny ones, I could skip them. But because the, a lot of the Steam games just have that offloaded to another website, uh, you just get it all in your main feed. And uh, we don't typically search for uh, games with like H content as what we're going to play. Yeah, it it's hard enough uh, finding games for this podcast that won't... Uh, it, it, it's hard to find ones that don't have objectionable content. Uh, and that gets a lot riskier when you get into games that are more sexualized because some of them can be some of them have absolutely no concern for consent or anything like that i want to make sure this is taken the right way so i will say up front like i don't think this is a good idea i definitely don't think this makes an episode of the podcast but there would be something really fascinating about playing one of these games and just not applying the patch and just being like having these (laughs) i assume just gigantic (laughs) holes in the middle of the game is what i would guess uh that would be funny i yeah, I don't know how that stuff's handled. I guess, like, if you just do the fade to black when the sex stuff starts, you get the whole experience, right? Like, we all grew up watching movies that do this exact same thing. But, like, a lot of these games are just, like, I mean, like, 
you know, sometimes it's games where it's like, oh, there's a little bit of sexy content, but like a lot of these games, it'd be, it'd be like watching a hardcore pornography where they fade to black whenever there's sex. So it's just like the person shows up with the pizza and they fade to black and then they're eating pizza and you're like, okay, I guess that was the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we finally just start playing the trashy H games on Steam, we can do this. We can Army girl. A-B tests. Don't send me any tweets or emails about Army Girls, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Jen can play the patched version. Six, you can play the uh, version without, and I will apply the patch halfway through the video game. <laughs> <sighs> I guess that's probably it for Lady Killer, right? Yeah, do yeah let's any... talk about some emails here. Um, well, I, I suppose last thoughts. I thought this game was fantastic. Uh, I'm sad I didn't play it uh, two years ago or three years ago when it came out. I bought it then. It just kind of languished in my Steam library, uh, in part because of the controversy stuff. I was like, man, this all is a, seems like a bad scene, and I didn't want anything to do with that. And then time passed, and it was easy to forget that I had it to play. Um, mm-hmm. But much like all the other Christine Love games I like, I like this Christine Love game. <laughs> I should play digital at some point. I still have it. Um, digital, I like well enough. It was my introduction to her work. I think it is the one that people like talk about the most because it's the easiest to digest. To digest. I don't think it's particularly like the most interesting. Yeah, I, I always got the impression that I was going to play it and be like, okay, analog was better. Yes, analog is much better. Analog is so good. Yeah. Um, um I've mentioned another Christine Love um, game on another abnormal podcast, actually, uh, Fireside Friends, where uh, I mentioned that don't take it personally, babe, it just ain't your story, ended up helping me realize that I was queer, which was interesting. And uh, yeah, I think that I think that few people approach sex with the honesty and um, candidness that she does in her games, and I think that's really special. Mm-hmm. okay now emails um if you want to send an email you can send them to podcast at who wants to read these emails i'll read the second one <laughs> okay. i said like a coward <laughs> i i will read the first one because i will editorialize some of this because there's a lot here and we were said we were told that we could editorialize or even just not read this but i think we'll read it um, this is from Den, who sends a big long email about their conflicted and negative feelings towards Lady Killer in a Bind. Um, specifically, uh, I'm reading here, uh, setting aside the fact that you spent a bunch of time with a bunch of spoiled, drunk, rich teenagers, and it's already not my cup of tea. Uh, I feel like this game crosses the line with its horniness from being libertine and sex positive over to indulging in certain prejudices against asexual people. Uh, the way this game depicts its asexual characters as being either uptight, kink-shaming busybodies, like the class vice president, uh, or weird, pretentious blowhards who are essentially faking being ace because they, but they still want to hear people talk about sex a lot. Uh, they have the brother here as this, which uh, is interesting. I'll come back to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel really alienated by the game a lot of the time. I don't think it's too much to ask a game that is so much about queerness to not treat asexual people as being explicitly, exclusively antagonistic in ways that perpetuate pretty, petty, hateful stereotypes. Um... Is the brother depicted as asexual? Because that's not the read I got off this game at all. I mean, it's never outli- outright stated. Um, I don't know. I can I can see that interpretation. Okay. 
specifically because the way like doing the swimmer route like as the first person i hung out with is all about how her and the brother never like hooked up hooked up but did basically everything but um because it was like two years ago when they were teens or whatever Sure, but I mean, like, you know, part of... Oh, sure, but also, like, given that and that he explicitly asked you for every detail of the sex you're having, I assumed that he was aware of sex just in a very dumb, straight, 18-year-old way, which is why mm. when the queer sex comes up, he just, like, is question marks all the way down. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I think I can see a case for it going either way. I can see, like, you you arguing that, that he's any character. I can see arguing that he's just a, a clueless cishet loser yeah um but like honestly either way i so you know obviously i can't speak for all asexuals but like as one myself i didn't have a problem with it because like uh, one i didn't find the um the lieutenant to be a negative character um and i think like with with the with the with the prince like he's just in general dick at dick ass i was gonna say dick ass that's not yes. okay well he's a dickhead <laughs> um and like his thoughts on sex i don't think are that different from his thoughts on basically anything else yes, i don't no, think it's anything to do with him being an ace he's just a prick um i don't know it's like talking more largely about aces in fiction i literally can think of one character who's outright stated to be ace in like anything um like there's it's hard to know if a character is ace because like one it's weird to bring that up right unless you're like me a fucking cartoon most people don't just say by the way i don't like sex i mean that's just not a thing that comes up Mm -hmm. um and like i don't know i guess i am a person who's never been too worried about the representation um, it did mean a lot to me when I found out that Orth Godlove was uh, asexual. That was that was really yeah. powerful to me, and I didn't expect it. But like, I don't know. There are a lot of like, even if they aren't outright stated to be ace, there are a lot of characters in fiction who are chill. Uh, also, like this brings around to like the distinction I made at the beginning. Um, this is a game about eight characters out of like thirty that are on this boat that are all here to like fuck and manipulate each other. Mm-hmm. It's a porn game. Uh, so I think. Like, the expectation that any of these characters are asexual, given the ways in which this game presents itself, uh, are surprising to me. Like, I didn't read, I didn't even read the class president's ace. Maybe she, it depicts her as such if you go down her route. I just, like, she's just presented as uptight to me. Um, I think, I mean, I think that one I can definitely see a lot more. I went all the way down her route, and, like, there's a level of uh, not getting, like, of, of, confused detachment that to me says like oh you're gonna figure this out in a couple of years my girl i've been there (laughs) but um like there's there's a sequence where like um due to circumstances the swimmer and the photographer start making out and you're sort of sitting there awkwardly and and she's like i mean i guess we could try it i'm curious what the fuss is about and you try it she's like that's it who fucking cares (laughs) um and (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. Uh, uh, I absolutely have to go down Lieutenant's route when I play this game again, because this sounds great. She sounds she's, great. She's great. 
Um, anyway, uh, further, uh, unless you have something else, I was going to go further down this email. No, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, similarly, I have a lot of problems with how this game handles consent. It feels like in the world of Lady Killer in a Bind, consent means permission to say yes with very few opportunities to say no. And in either case, you rarely know what you're saying yes or no to. In both the primary romance routes in the game, you have no options to call off sex early or safe for it out of kink play. Uh, yes, I know the game's training device says the protagonist never uses her safe word, but I think it was a bad creative choice considering certain scenes like the pubic hair shaving, which I didn't see at all, uh, where the game tiptoes up to the line of putting her in a situation where she seems like she wants to, but the Dom girl ambiguously intimidates her out of it. Uh, given that the sex scenes in this game are so participatory and choice-driven compared to most other pornographic games, I also think being able to withdraw consent and not merely skip sex scenes is warranted. Um... How does everyone feel about this? Oh, for me, in terms of the um, scenes with the beauty and that particular scene with the uh, pubic hair, it felt less like it's something that she was being intimidated out of and more like it was a situation where all of this was pretty much new to the Beast in every single form. And a big theme within that story is her learning to not worry about certain things and trust that her partner will take care of her and mm -hmm. the uh, pubic hair part felt kind of like that to me like yeah. she was she trusted that this person knew what was going to work out for whatever was going on and you could read into that and be like it'd be nice if she had more agency within, within that particular scene but to me her agency is choosing to trust in the other character's agency mm-hmm Okay, uh, it's interesting to me because going down the hacker route, there is a night where you're like, oh, what are we going to do tonight? And the hacker's like, can we just sit and watch a show? Like, can we just cuddle on the couch? And you're like, yeah, no, I've always said we can just do whatever you want. It doesn't have to be sex stuff. And you just do that. Um, so, the like, the idea that this game pitches the sex as, like, anything other than, like, a thing people both just consent into doing when they want to or not uh, didn't come up in my playthrough because that is the main mechanic by which I engaged in this. Two characters falling for each other. Sometimes they spend time just normally. Sometimes they spend it fucking whatever. Um, mm -hmm. uh, anyways, Six, you had something. Well, so, I mean, I will respond real quick. That night where you sit down and watch anime, after that you fuck. Um, yeah that's true. um but also i mean i think it is definitely more complicated on the beauty side of of the of the game and i actually think i i more agree with den on this one mm -hmm. um i think um like uh, the, uh they specifically mention uh cute demon crashers which is another game that came out in 2016 and had questions of like consent and it did have an option for you to safe word out at any time and it always handled it really smoothly i thought that game was really impressive in how it handled that stuff mm -hmm. um and i also do think that the the pubic hair shaving scene was like it uh, i i i think you could read it either way but again i definitely appreciate the reading of like the beast feels uncomfortable but also feels pressured to go along with it um I think that it is kind of cheap to, to talk about consent so much and talk about the importance of it and then not give the player very much option for consent. So uh, I think I agree with that, like knowing about this in the abstract. I will say that the beast being put in situations where she feels pressured and has to go along with stuff is literally the entire game. Um, mm -hmm. It is a game about being put in an uncomfortable situation and how you like exercise your agency within it. Um, that said, I think that past like a skip the sex scenes a like 
safe word out makes sense for this. Uh, like, there's a thousand reasons that could not go in the game, maybe by like how it was designed or whatever, or conceived of. Um, like, yeah, every game could be better, right? Right, but I mean, like, okay, it's just, and, and, you know, again, I'm not a designer, maybe there are reasons this is harder than I think, but, like, what if, I mean, like, so there's the, there's the, it's presented that, uh, that the beast never uses her safe word, right? That's just the, like, okay, she never needs, she says, like, I never felt the need to use it. It's like, okay, uh-huh. got it. Um, I think you could go the other way, but even if you don't, you could still have sort of, like, the floating option at any time to be like, okay, fade to black here, right? Yep, no, that like, makes sense to me. Maybe the character doesn't isn't going to opt out, but as the player at this point, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think like the idea of a game in which you can like use it, and then the game will adjust to that makes like that is interesting to see. I would like like it. Have you played this cute demon crashers? Is this yes? Yeah, is it good? I, I, yes, it is. Okay, yeah, I might check that out because it sounds like an interesting thing to explore. Uh, this game obviously doesn't like you can take that as like a big knock against it or not. I It's good knowing going in that that's the kind of game this is, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, this character will always engage fully with any sex that you engage in all the way to the end of the scene. Uh, and that's what it is. Uh, I don't like just without any sort of like moral stance applied to that. Um, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I had not really conceived of it that way. Mostly because like, like I said, in categorizing this as like the porn game first, like the ways in which a lot of the scenes play out makes sense to me. Like the scene's always going to be what it is and you can skip it or not. Uh, but that's what the porn is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also a question of how much of the beast is a character that's already been written in stone and how much of it is a self insert. And in that regard, I totally get them having a situation where she's like, oh, I never used my safe word. But I do agree with Six that uh, having an option to fade to black whenever you want might be a good idea. Uh, Yeah, I definitely read this as more of a role-playing game than a I am going to make the choices I would make in this situation game. Mm -hmm. Because if I was making the choice, I wouldn't have gotten on the boat in the first damn place. (laughs) I mean, a motorcycle is pretty good. I might, you know, like, you have to go on this cruise and take a a I think I would rather be abducted by pirates than go on a motorcycle in life as a person. So hmm. motorcycles are really that. scary to me. So no, thank you. <laughs> I'm with you there. Em. Uh, motorcycles uh, really freak me out. Live fast. Die hard. Um, there's more to this email, but uh, I feel like it gets into personal territory. That's probably not the best. I feel like we answered all the questions. Uh, it, Dan, if you want to like, follow up on anything just send an email and one of us will get back to you or all of us depending on what it is and how relevant that is or twitter or something Mm -hmm. yeah um and then we had one more email six yes so uh our second email here is from Liv. uh it's a short one so i'll just read the whole thing hello i'm really happy to hear that lady killer in a bind is being discussed on novel not new it's the only christine love game i've played but i really enjoyed the one and a half routes i went through my question A common criticism of the game I've seen floating around is that the player character's disguised nature brings up issues of consent, since the characters they have sex with sometimes think they're someone else. I think this critique has merit, but I also tend to see it brought up in a way that dismisses the entire game in a way I don't think is entirely fair. I was just wondering what everyone's thoughts on this were. Thanks for putting up so much work into these as always. I said that last sentence weird, but here we are. Um, This is the, the plot of the game. Like, the question of this is inherently part of what the story brings up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, like, you know, I don't want to like soapbox of the thing you're complaining about is literally the, the text. This is what the themes are. Uh, but sometimes it's what the themes are. Well, but I mean, so like some, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the thing that other people complain about. I think, I think live here is not, is oh, not no, I know, that. I know. But in like, if, if you look at this game and go, oh, well, she's pretending to be the brother, this automatically violates consent. Yes, that's what the game explores. Mm-hmm. Like, when you get past the part where, like, it's a sex game, the, th- the plot content is you fall in love with someone, like, at least for my route, especially was explicitly was about you fall in love with someone who doesn't know who you are and how do you navigate your feelings around that as you are, like, actively trying to also help them but mm-hmm. are being dishonest towards them as you're trying to get them to be honest towards themselves. Like, that's literally what the story is about when you're with the hacker. Mm-hmm. It's also entirely possible to play the game without ever running into this if you want. Like, Yeah, that's true. You can you can just take roots where the only person you have sex with is the beauty who knows your deal. That's mm-hmm. totally doable. Yeah, like she's she might be sleeping with you specifically because she initially mentions it because she initially puts it like, okay, you look exactly like the brother. I kind of have a thing for the brothers, so I think that this would be pretty fun to do. But over time, if as you get through her route, she says that. Uh, she always saw you as a distinct person from uh, the brother. Like, the brother would often talk about you in glowing terms that you're not even used to hearing him talk about. And uh, she became very attracted to the individual that is you before she even got to, me- to meet you. So there is this sense, at least with the- when you're with the beauty, that this does not come up at all. Yeah. Uh, yep. And, like, there are characters, like, the swimmer route, you don't, like, outright have sex, but you definitely engage in sexual activity with someone who is doing it only to make you feel bad later. Like, the violation of this sort of consent does go both ways. Like, there are characters in the game that are also operating under their own false pretenses towards you. I will say again, the photographer is a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think kind of what this gets down to of like so there are people who are going to dismiss this game and they're going to dismiss it because they're like they're not into the premise or they don't want to play a porn game and it's like okay that's your call i think that's totally fair um i think once you engage with the game you need to acknowledge that you're engaging with the game right like yeah i mean like the the general trend of like disliking something is not an ideology yeah like there are ideological reasons to object to this game especially like the original version of this game or the email from dead about like the ways in which it depicts certain things of consent like if that squicks you out and you're like okay i engage with this it makes me feel bad this is not for me that's totally fine and valid the people who look at this and say this is about someone operating under false pretenses to hook up with people that must mean that it is a bad game or like about bad things without exploring the text i feel like is a bad faith effort of like media criticism like Mm -hmm. just say that's not for you that's fine like you can tap out and be like no not for me um and that doesn't have to be a like point of like contention like as an ideology right and like this is the thing that like i not on this axis but like i have been historically a little bit shitty about this right like i have been in the past like i don't like Rampa. Hi, yeah, hi. No. I also, I also <laughs> really disliked Danganronpa V3. Jen loves Danganronpa. I don't hold that against Jen most of the time. And right. usually in playful ways. <laughs> right. And like, and sometimes like I have in the past walked that line, perhaps too far on the other side of being like playfully mean 
mm-hmm. that maybe doesn't have quite enough playful in there about Danganronpa. And it's like, hey, that sucks. You know what? Someone likes this thing, and I think it's totally valid as a thing to exist, and just, like, it cannot be for me, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Except for if I have to play it for a podcast for an entire week of my life. Uh, don't worry, I'm we're out happy. of Danganronpa to play. We never have to do it again. We're free. <laughs> yes, no, they'll definitely never make another one. They definitely won't hire some other people who don't even make the previous ones to make a new one. I mean, what if they what if they make one that's like not shitty and gross and it's just good? Like, is th- that's the actual monkey's paw, because then we have to play a game that we think is like, okay, but it's still Danganronpa. But the thing is, I mean, and I, I mean this sincerely, this is going to sound like such a dickhead thing to say. <laughs> But I don't think you can pull those... Th- that's the identity of Danganronpa. Uh, that's true. Like, you you also have the objections of, like, the murder game is bad and, like... Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, like, if I could just get the murder game without any of the sexualizing kids in trope stuff, I'd be happy. I'd ride as rain. Like, murder those kids all day. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said about what a Danganronpa separate from Kazutaka Kadaka could look like, because especially in the later games, he got this real mean streak towards his writing that, uh made some of the executions and uh, character dynamics pretty uncomfortable. Um, so having someone else with a fresh set of eyes take a look at that um, might lead to a more pleasant experience for folks. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll see whenever Spike Chunsoft decides that they want to revive it. If you just make the the punishments not as messed up, I could be... Like, I don't have a problem with... Like, listen, you can kill... The, if I walk into a room and there's a body on the floor... I mean, in real life, I'd be very, very, very upset. But in the game, that's fine. <laughs> um, just don't make me watch you fucking, like, sting someone to death or, like, hang them and bounce them on a... Uh, okay, makes that's me unhappy. Fair. <laughs> uh, I feel like this is a good segue into uh, the game we're going to play next. <laughs> Indeed it is, because we're going to be playing another murder mystery game. Uh, so this is my choice. You you will be able to tell immediately um, and might be a little outside the remit of this podcast, but I thought it'd be interesting. We are going to be playing Portopio Serial Murder Case. Uh, we're going to explicitly be playing the Famicom version that has a fan translation. Uh, we'll link where to get that patch uh, in the description of this episode. Uh, this is like an adventure game more than it is a visual novel, but it is also one of the biggest games of 80s J- Japanese like video games. Uh, and informed, I, my hope is that this forms like the bedrock of understanding for the off branch, like the big subgenre of visual novel that is investigation murder games, like your Phoenix Wrights and your Danganronpas and your Zero Escapes. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as it is like informed the Japanese style of adventure game, um, that grew up at it after it, um. So, like, it's very much a, I, we're going back to the beginning to see what's there and we can take forward, uh, but that's kind of, if you listen to my other game club and row mapping, this is what we do kind of all the time. So, uh, I bamboozle all of everyone into doing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually pretty excited for this because uh, it's not that often that I play any NES game that isn't one of the classics that gets shipped with every new Nintendo system. So, having something that's both something that never actually got translated to English officially and uh, might be something of uh, the roots of visual novels themselves. That That's really fascinating to me. Uh, the guide that came with it, uh, like if you download the fan patch, says, one, there's no way to get stuck and like be in a loose state, which is very nice. 
Western games of this uh, vintage were not doing this. And mm. two, uh, apparently this is like, didn't have battery saves. So one, use a save state, but two, it means that the game is meant to be to the point where when you know how to do everything, you can beat the game in a single sitting. Hmm. You'd like take notes of your process. Cause every time you shut off the NES, you'd lose all your progress. Uh, so hopefully it like, won't be too long and difficult. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you look at the, the shows we've done, or the, the games we've done over the course of this show. If you look at, like, Hakuoki, if you look at Danganronpa, if you look at Rose of Winter, these are all games that I have appreciation for, but they're also very much the result of us being like, okay, like, what can we do? And sort of looking at, like, recent releases and looking at what people are talking about. And with this change in release schedule, I feel like we're free to be way more on our bullshit, and I'm very into it. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited. Uh... It's nice that it came on a game like this where we had a lot to say, and this has been a, I think, you know, listener, decide for yourself, a fantastic episode. So, Mm -hmm. one of our best. Uh, So, I'm excited to play this. Uh, This one probably won't be one where we come back in three months. It seems like it might be a smaller game. So, you might get a novel not new in a month. Who can say? Yeah. Um, Yeah, just keep an eye out on Twitter, um, at JBU3, or um, at uh, M underscore being. Or at 6264. Wait, actually, it's 6 Dutmar now. My bad. Yeah. That's been, it's only been like three years, Jen. <laughs> uh, it hasn't uh, been three years. I lied. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you posted on when we're planning to actually record and uh, upload the next one. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, until then, tell your friends about us. You can find us at readinggames.online. Um there's a big games covered that combines this podcast and normal mapping. If you just want to see literally hundred uh, over a hundred games that you could listen to someone talk about uh, at length. Uh, some of them are us. Some of them are me and my friend Jackson, um, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a lot of games there. It's very impressive when you look at it all. We played a lot of games for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're sitting here like, Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. How will I ever start? I'm going to, I'm going to officially, maybe I'll do this at the end of, of every, no, I probably won't. I'll forget next month but (laughs) if you're like i just need one somebody please pick one for me you should listen to the yakuza 3 episode of abnormal mapping oh thank you that's a that's a good one it is um yakuza is great Uh, also that yakuza 3 is coming out on ps4 very soon and they took out most of the gross stuff in it so very excited by that extremely i'm i'm absolutely gonna play that game again yeah it was awesome to hear the developers to talk about how um that was something that they wanted to do for a bit of time and how they've somewhat looked back and grown as developers. Uh, Hopefully, almost certainly, they're leaving in the part where Americans show up with outrageous American accents in Yakuza 3 because it's the best. God willing. (laughs) It's just the fucking, it's just the, like, FBI, right? Yes, it's like a CAA guy (laughs) with blonde hair and sunglasses shows up. It's amazing. (laughs) Uh, God. Yeah, I need to play that game again. But <laughs> until we do. Yeah, uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you later. Peace. Peace.